Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. At the recommendation of prominent civic leader John Katsimatidis Sr., who's been on this program a few times, who also has a program on ESPN Radio, we have a program regarding the Federal Hall in New York City. And our guest today is Renee Barnes, Director of Programs and Operations for the National Parks of New York Harbor Conservancy. She has over a decade of experience developing public programs for national parks, including an award-winning series of audio narratives that have reached over one million visitors to New York City. Renee Barnes currently oversees implementation of the Conservancy's public programs as well as its planning and restoration projects at Federal Hall. She works actively with the National Park Service and other government, philanthropic, and community partners to ensure success of the organization's initiatives, which now includes the $35 million New Day at Federal Hall campaign. Our guest today, Renee Barnes, recommended by the owner of the Gristides grocery store chain and chairman of the board of Red Apple Group, John Katsimatide Sr. Let's talk about this $35 million New Day at Federal Hall campaign and how our listeners in 17 states and half of Canada may make tax-deductible contributions. Renee? Um, yes. Um, thank you so much for having me, Brian. Um, John um, Kasmatidis is, is a great friend to Federal Hall, and uh, we're really thankful that he's been a champion for us and, you know, getting, you know, us on your program to talk about Federal Hall. Um, for many of your listeners, I'm not sure they'd be aware, but just a little bit of background on Federal sure. Hall. Um, this site is in New York City on Wall Street. Um, it's the location where the first president of the United States was inaugurated, George Washington. It's where it was the first capital of the United States, in fact. Um, so it's a very important site his, history-wise for America. The Harbor Conservancy, um, we are a partner of the National Park Service that operates the site, and we've been in partnership with them for a, a number of years, but have only recently um, taken on this project for this very significant site. Um, as you said, we're trying to raise $35 million, and that is for new programs and exhibits, as well as restoration for this glorious building, which is in dire need. I'm sure many of your listeners have um, knowledge of the, you know, the restoration needs of many of our national parks across the country, and Federal Hall is one of those sites. 
Now, if somebody is listening in Buffalo or Philadelphia or Washington, D.C. or Manhattan, how can they make tax-deductible donations? Renee Barnes. Well, we are a 501c3 nonprofit, and that means that whatever um, a listener contributes to the project is tax-deductible. They can go to federalhall.org, that is our website, to learn more about the project and to donate. Um, Mr. Casamitidis, in fact, has just started a founders committee for the project and has committed to um, giving to that committee, and we're, we're seeking the support of all Americans for that committee, and that those funds will go directly into creating programming for the site and also to helping us secure additional funds for the $35 million goal that we've mentioned. Very good. We're learning all about the Federal Hall program in New York City, recommended by John Katsmatides with our guest today, Renee Barnes. Um, let's talk uh, a little bit more about how people can uh, become involved. We talked about money. How can volunteers be involved with other parts of this project with the Federal Hall in New York? Well, Federal Hall is uh, is open to the public currently. It's in, you know it's a national park site, so we'd very much like to encourage people to, if they can and are in the New York area, to come to the site and see the location. It's a very impressive building. Um, in fact, we have currently the Conservancy, in partnership with the Park Service, a special exhibit of American flags hanging in the Grand Rotunda. Um, it's from a contemporary artist. Uh, Mel Ziegler, that we encourage people to come see through Veterans Day. Um, once they come here, and I feel that there is a connection that builds with the site, uh, and will you know they'll they'll see more what we're talking about in terms of the need, and they can then you know make their decision whether or not they volunteer or give. In terms of um, strictly volunteering. We're always looking for volunteers to, you know, be docents in the park, to, you know, tell more people about the park, I want to say, because what we've heard in, in just in our fundraising and in our public awareness efforts is that many people don't know about the site, or if they do know about the site, they don't know that it's open to the public. So I think the number one thing that people can do after listening to this program is visit our website to learn more about Federal Hall and also tell their friends and neighbors, um, you know, about the project and about the site itself. Very good. Let's talk a little bit more about the uh, historic uh, background of Federal Hall and where this began um, with the nation's first capital and where George Washington was inaugurated and the Bill of Rights adopted. Could you tell us a little bit more of this tremendous history of Federal Hall in New York City? Right. So Federal Hall, um, all in, in, in addition to all the, um, the facts you, you just stated, um, the building that's currently on the site was built in 1842 as a custom house for the port. It's one of the oldest landmarks in New York City. Uh, the, the, um, the Federal Hall, where George Washington was inaugurated, was unfortunately um, torn down earlier um, in 1812 to make way for this for this new building. But the site itself is, is very historic, even stretching back before 
um, the first Capitol was here. This was where the Stamp Act Congress assembled in, in 1765, and that was the first gathering of all 13 colonies in the United States, independent colonies at the time, their, their first gathering to, to say that we could be united in our efforts to um, have representation across the Atlantic with the king. So Federal Hall um, has been at the forefront, I, I like to say, or we like to say, of the revolution in America. Um, you know, this was where, in fact, the largest battle of the revolution, the Battle of Brooklyn, occurred. Um, and many people don't know that, and one of the reasons why we're doing this project with the Park Service is to, you know, to, to make more people aware of that, to have more people come to the site, and also that when they come to the site will have an experience that is of the same quality as they would if they went to the museums on the National Mall. So really what we're talking about here is to, to not only create public awareness, but after creating that public awareness to make sure that the experience of Federal Hall is, is worthy of the history that occurred here. Very good. For those who just tuned in to the Rusk Report, you're listening to ESPN Radio, AM 1520, with 50,000 watts of clear channel power, broadcasting to 17 of the United States on the East Coast and much of Canada. Please drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners as we have received letters at ESPN Radio from Scandinavia and New Zealand. I'd like to mention our future guests. We have Chris and Paul Bellani coming on, talking about a Coats for Kids campaign. Andrea Katsimatidis, daughter of John Katsimatidis, who's chairman of the board of Warren Refining, and she's the Manhattan Republican County chairman. And I'd like to uh, thank those who've called regarding Mo Nalon with the commissioning of the new ship, Brian Cole, minority leader of the New York State Assembly and former state senator, Dale Volker. A little plug here, West New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegmans stores. For home delivery, call 716 716- 835-9454 that's 716-835-9454 they have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week a little bit more information about Renee Barnes prior to the conservancy Renee Barnes worked in public relations for public television documentaries at Kelly and Salerno Communications and at Panasonic North America, where her focus was on launching new consumer products. She's the Director of Programs and Operations for the National Parks of New York Harbor Conservancy on the Rusk Report, again recommended by John Katzmatidis, Sr., who's Chairman of the Board of the Red Apple Group, headquartered in 
New York City. Let's talk a little bit about the architecture. Now, the design for the current edifice was a Greek revol revival temple, symbolic of the ancient world's principles and emblematic of our founding fathers' ideals and cultural aspirations. Could you tell us some more about the architecture of Federal Hall in New York? Um, Federal Hall, uh, you, you talked about the, you know, it was designed by one of the first architectural firms in America, actually, um, Ethel Town and Alexander Jackson Davis. And in what we found in our research is that they were looking at the founding ideals of America, you know, Greek democracy and Roman republicanism, in their, in their design once they were commissioned. We have one of the rare interior landmarks in the city, um, or Grand Rotunda with its um, saucer dome modeled on the Pantheon in Rome, and, you know, the Grand Corinthian Columns, 16 of them, in fact, form, you know, one of the rare landmarked interiors. Um, on our corner, incidentally, mm -hmm. we are the only corner in the city of New York at Wall Street and Nassau Street with four exterior landmarks on the same corner. And, you know, we've often said that where we are located, because of the history of the site, is the crossroads, the crossroads excuse me, of democracy where it meets commerce or capitalism. So, you know, as one of the rare interior and exterior landmarks, really put emphasis on bringing the building back to a state that is, that recognizes the significance of the site. And we are really working with the Park Service and require the support of individuals across America, as well as um, corporate support to really make a mark here that this place is important through restoration of this glorious building. Very good. Again, if somebody would like to write a check for $10 or $10,000, how can one do that to help with this federal hall? So the, the easiest way is to visit federalhall.org. They can make a donation online or they can write a check. Um, where our offices are actually in Federal Hall. We are um, a few of the luckiest people in New York City um, that get to come to work in, in this glorious building every day. Um, so they can write a check to the National Parks of New York Harbor Conservancy and specify that it's for the Federal Hall project. And I would say 85% of every dollar we raise goes to park projects. And 85% of every dollar we raise in the next couple of years is for the Federal Hall Project. Very good. We encourage all our listeners, if you're listening in uh, Washington or Youngstown, Ohio, or in Vermont, please support this effort at the request of John Katsimatidis, chairman of the Red Apple Group, and Renee Barnes, who's very active with this program. Again, her position is Director of Programs and Operations for the National Parks of New York Harbor Conservancy. Now, I understand that Federal Hall held millions of dollars in gold and silver until 1920. 
Could you tell us about uh, how this was involved with the six U.S. sub-treasuries? So we we have a very um, varied and, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, interesting history. So once, um, unfortunately, the, the old Capitol building was torn down, the, the citizens of New York petitioned for the Congress for a custom house. So this 1842 building that we're in currently started out as the first custom house for the Port of New York, which was then the, the premier port in the nation. Um, premier port, you know, it, it, the custom business only lasted for 20 years in this current edifice before it had to be moved to a larger building. And once that was done, the building became the largest of six sub-treasuries for the nation. And that meant that our reserves in gold and silver were stored in the vaults, um, which are two stories below where I sit at the moment. Some of those vaults are still here, and the public can see them. Um, the the highest, you know, the high water point for monies in those vaults occurred in the late 1800s, where approximately $3 billion in gold and silver were in those, were in those vaults at one time. Uh, now, after the sub-treasury system abolished in 1920, and they built the Federal Reserve, which is incidentally is around the corner from Federal Hall. Um, so the building has a varied history and the site has a, a very significant history. Very good. Our guest today is Renee Barnes, and she's the Director of Programs and Operations for the National Parks of New York Harbor Conservancy. We're talking all about the effort to raise millions of dollars for Federal Hall in New York City. So we encourage all of our listeners, the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520, to give and give generously, as this is tax deductible. I'd also like to give a plug to Chaska Promotions, presenting a Thanksgiving polka special, November 25th at Potts Banquet Hall, 41 South Rossler, Chictawaga. And there'll be music from 6 to 11 o'clock presenting Frankie Lishka on trumpet and vocals and David Walters on accordion and vocals and his band Old School featuring top polka musicians and their incomparable honky style sound. Tickets $10 in advance and $13 at the door and this is at Potts Banquet Hall. A little bit more information about Renee Barnes. She holds a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in Communications from New York Institute of Technology and a Master of Arts degree in Corporate Communication from the Baruch College Weissman School of Arts and Science. She's a member of the Flatbush Bush Tenants Coalition and volunteers with the Bronx Freedom Fund's Dollar Bail Brigade. Our guest today, recommended by the Chairman of the Board of the Red Apple Group, John Katsimatidis Sr. I'd like to talk a little bit more about this conservancy as a public-private partnership with National Park Service, uh, sanctioned under four U.S. Department of the Interior's agreements. Let's talk about your partners, Renee Barnes. 
So we, we were founded in around 2005, Brian, um, to really work with the national parks in, on New York Harbor. And we have about 22 sites on New York Harbor that are national park sites. And the goal then was to really work with them on developing programs, um, philanthropic sources, on earned revenue activities, and on transportation. So over the last, I would say, 10 years, we've really focused on connectivity between the sites, um, holistic programs, and developing strategies that would help them with revenue. Last three years, our, our, our goal or our mission has been to transform Federal Hall. Um, and we've undertaken a planning project with the Park Service to develop the, the new program concepts for Federal Hall. And now we're at the point where we're out there seeking support for those concepts in order to transform the site. Um, so with the Park Service, uh, the Conservancy has raised over $15 million um, in its existence, five of which has been for Federal Hall, and now we're really looking to uh, quadruple or to double that effort into something with um, $35 million campaign for, for, for New Day programs. Very good. Wonderful, wonderful program. Now, I want to mention that the landmark building is the vessel through which the Conservancy will create a unique cultural destination illuminating the invention of America through transformative programs. Tell us more about these transformative programs, Renee Barnes. So one, of our, uh, one of our key programs will be the development of a very immersive mixed reality experience. As I've mentioned before, the, the original Capitol building was torn down in 1812. So this mixed reality program, which is a, when I say mixed reality, I mean a cross between virtual reality and augmented reality, will be a program that takes people back in time to the days when the founders were inside Federal Hall and shaping you know, those 28 acts that said that we would be a United States of America out of the Constitution. Additionally, we will have um, on-site a theatrical performance company. We have just commissioned four playwrights to write short um, dramatic works which talk about American history and some of the important events that happened here, including the enactment of the Bill of Rights, as well as I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar with the the play Hamilton, which is a take on, you know, Alexander Hamilton making that um, famous deal that moved the Capitol from Federal Hall in New York to Philadelphia and then to Washington, D.C. So in the vein of Hamilton, we are looking to create short theatrical works here with some award-winning playwrights. Of course, we'll have um, new exhibits of artifacts and documents. Um, if folks come to Federal Hall, they can see the Bible that George Washington used in his inauguration, as well as um, pieces of the original building, including the railing and a section of the stone tablet on which Washington stood. So what we're looking to do is really a mix of traditional museum exhibits, 
as well as use technology, augmented and virtual reality, to take people back in time to experience that history. Very good. We have a few minutes left on the Rusk Report. Again, you're working with the Planning and Restoration Fund secured by the Conservancy to death, to date for the Federal Hall, totaling five-plus million dollars. Again, please make a pitch to all our listeners in the 17 states for these tax-deductible contributions for Federal Hall. So we, we, we welcome um, any and all contributions. Um, this is a campaign uh, that's not only going to be uh, driven by private funds, but we're looking to lev- use those private funds from individuals all across the country to leverage um, funds, that federal funds, for real capital improvements. So any, any gift that you make, be it $25 to $25 million, helps us um, leverage those funds to really restore the site, um, and bring quality programming that's free of charge to the American people. Um, So we're looking to raise $35 million. Every dime helps, and every dime that you give is tax deductible. Um, We're a nonprofit organization, and the best place to learn more about us, to learn more about the project for Federal Hall, will be at our website, federalhall.org. That's federalhall.org. And you can go there, you can learn about the project, and you can give either um, by credit card or you can write a check to Federal Hall. Again, every, every, every dollar helps as it helps us leverage um, m- even more dollars for restoration of the site. Very good. We have about a minute left on the Rusk Report, and I understand that uh, 15 million people pass by, um, and there are 300,000 visitors. Let's talk about this opportunity for people to visit Federal Hall. We we are we are the second um, most visited locale in Lower Manhattan, um, second only to the the 9/11 Memorial and Museum. Uh, 300 people, as you said, come through our doors, and there is the potential, we've done a study, um, for there to be upwards of 600,000 to a million. Um, So the opportunity here to create a real destination where people can come to learn more about history um, is is, is enormous. There will be more, you know, so whatever folks give today helps us make that opportunity a reality. Again, our mission really is to have more people learn about this history and to have them come to the site, and when they come to the site, be able to have that experience that is of a really high quality. Um, Already we have 300,000 people, but we would like for there to be double that amount and for the experience that people have to be really terrific. Okay, I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. Again, special thanks to John Katzman, TD Sr. with Red Apple Group for recommending this program on Federal Hall. Our guest has been Renee Barnes, Director of Programs and Operations. And our special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the last 15 years. Thank you for enlightening us, Renee Barnes. Have a great week.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.